0: Well, you can release those babies’ breaths because this episode we’re getting around to part 2 of our discussion on ADHD and relationships, an episode that was never meant to exist, but we love it just the same. We’re wrapping it up on how emotional regulation impacts ADHD relationships before revealing the many positives of dating an ADHDer and sharing our personal experiences trying to date amongst the normals. When it comes to dating an adhd -er, you'll either be laughing with us or laughing at us, but either way, you'll be laughing. So let us sell you on dating an adhd -er today, because life is short, and don't you think you deserve a little whimsy?
1: They said that we'd grow out of it. Well the joke's on them, that's just our brains We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn And most of our clothing is covered in stains It's not a deficit of attention There's just too much to think about So if executive dysfunction Becomes a little too much if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our
0: of a Feather, an ADHD-adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm your host, Kristen. Hey, guys, what's up? It's me, and I'm here to say, uh, I don't know why this turned into a weird white person rap. Uh, That's okay, Kristen. We all know you're uh, a little awkward on the mic, but you can't help it, you know, and that's just who you are, and we all love it and embrace it. Oh, thanks, guys. I've really been uh, going through a hard time lately with this self-acceptance thing, so... It really feels good to be loved. You know, I get it, Kristen. And boy, do we love you. And I know just how much you love me. Anyways, uh, Kristen and I are here to say uh, (laughs) that, uh, as you guys know, if you listen to part one of this episode, which you should to give you a little context, I guess, I mean, not that anything we ever say has much context, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm here to say that or, I mean, we're here to say, oh, yeah, don't forget about, don't forget about me. Uh, how how could I, Kristen? You got the voice of, uh, you got the voice of Kathy Griffin, honestly. Wait, wait a minute. Was, did Tracy accidentally listen to, oh, Lightbulb, did Tracy accidentally listen to an episode of me doing Kristen's Muppet voice, pretending it's both of us, and that's why she was like, Kristen sounds like Kathy Griffin. Conspiracy. I don't know. M- maybe. Conspiracy, that's my conspiracy theory. And also, I'm just trying to make you feel better, Kristen. Anyway, God, what am I doing? Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so last time, speaking of talking too much, we talked too much, and I had to split the episode in half, which I wasn't planning to do, but once again, here we are. Uh, ADHD really has me in its grips some days, you know, and that's just the way it is. So I'm gonna, without further ado... even even without even further ado should be my is my new expression i'm just gonna dump you guys right back into it right into i think we we're talking about adhd and emotional regulation um and comorbidities with adhd and how how that can impact relationships so chris is just gonna kind of like start talking and it seems like it's out of nowhere so there's that very drawn out context for why it seems that way and uh without even further ado here's Kristen just Kind of talking randomly. Here you go. All right. See you guys see you on the other side. <laughs> With ADHD,
1: a lot of people have comorbidities of anxiety, depression, and bipolar. Mm. Among many other Among things. Among many other autism. Things.
0: I just I hit the big three. Yep. Oh, autism. Damn autism. It. So I, I read a study that said seventy five percent of people who are autistic also have ADHD. And then I, I don't understand I I don't understand how it's not I don't understand how those percentages aren't the same. So guess, it so just then, it means so then if you have ADHD, there's a, 50, there's a 50% chance that you are also autistic. I need to see this. Stuff. But then if you're autistic, there's a 75% chance that you also have ADHD. And my brain can't wrap – I can't wrap around. It makes perfect rap, sense. Rap okay. one. I'll, two, I'll believe you. If you um, okay. Okay. I get it. If you're autistic, yeah. there's a much higher likelihood that you will also have ADHD. Yeah. Whereas if you're ADHD – There's a likelihood, but not as high as the previous. Okay. Thanks for talking to that. Through you know
1: it's okay. That's why we're here.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a exactly space. why we're here to talk through percentages and yep. how they work. <laughs> Welcome to percentage. yep percentage talk. Percentages of a feather. <laughs> you're gonna hate it.
1: Here, here's a weird one. Um, using your partner as a stim. Do uh, you do this? Ian
0: does this to me constantly. Uh, do you use Ian as a stim? Now I do just to get back at him oh, because well, he will walk uh, revenge by me. stim. <laughs> He's been doing this for like six months now. He will walk by me and he'll pinch my weenus, which is the skin on your elbow. For those of you who don't know the word weenus, but he does it to me all the time. He'll walk oh past me. God. It's almost like a little like love pinch, but he'll do it on my elbow. And I'm like, stop it. Stop doing it. But I really, I don't mind it, actually. It's kind of sweet.
1: You know what I've done to everybody that I've dated ever, even if it was like... Petting? Um, no, I pluck out their arm hairs. Oh, but- <laughs> yeah. That one too. So so as you can imagine, some people don't like that. Yeah, um, I can see yeah. why with christopher well i feel bad saying this but i like to i like to pop any pimples on his back i don't think you have to feel bad yeah. about that. or pluck out any if he has a, a shoulder yeah. hair because he has like thick dark hair so sometimes he'll get like a little rogue shoulder hair
0: because <laughs> he doesn't
1: have like much hair on his arms in general but every once in a while there's a big coarse one and i'll just take it yeah. and it's always it's always well he's like mid-task and i just i can't even help it because once you see it you can't unsee it you know yeah. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it looks right for the picking. <laughs> okay. And I just, I yeah. love picking hair. I like plucking out hair. That's why I plucked out my own hair. But then I yeah. left
0: it bald, you know? So then you moved on to someone else. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if I can pluck out someone else's hair. Yeah. I just need to become an esthetician. Yeah, what you should. You can pluck I all day be, long. Oh my God. And I could pop blackheads and I could just, oh. Yeah. I missed my calling. Anyway. Anyway. Uh that's my stim. I I could pluck out arm hair all day. And I've been heavily criticized for that. And I get it cuz it hurts. Well, yeah, that's Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's not really all. But I pluck stem. out my own
1: arm hair sometimes and it feels nice. Okay.
0: I don't I don't relate to that.
1: I, that might be more of a what's the the BFRB Yeah,
0: BFRBs. Yeah. Body focused repetitive behaviors. Yep. On other
1: bodies. <laughs> yes. If you want your hair hand plucked out oh, by by Kristen Write us a Feather Gmail.com. We'll send you straight to the police.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up this emotional okay. dysregulation because yeah. we're okay. already at over an hour Holy and we moly. haven't even talked about the rest of our stuff. Okay. Emotional
1: dysregulation. The last one, and this is also seen, this is where we kind of get into like just dip ever so slightly dipping your toe into like narcissistic abuse and stuff like that which we're which we're not going to talk about today cuz one we didn't give you content warning but
0: two we're also not ready to talk about that today. Yes, but um, we will do like a follow up to this where we're yeah. going to talk more about yeah, narcissistic abuse, gaslighting. manipulation, gaslighting and how ADHDers are more likely to end up in abusive relationships. Right. So fun fun fun. Yep. But so get ready for that. Yeah, in we're going to talk about
1: love bombing which mm. is when especially new into a relationship with adhd it's almost like a hyper
0: focus mm. more than anything but like love bombing the term i think means that you're doing it on purpose and it's a nar- it's like a manipul it's yeah. a manipulation tactic yes where you're showing this person a bunch of affection so they kind of get hooked and then right. you slowly pull back right with where- like
1: people with le- who struggle with like dopamine levels and yeah. whatnot I can see how they would fall into like, you know, you get all this like stimulation and like positive responses from all this.
0: And you think you're both on the same page. You think like, whoa, we're both really feeling this. Wow, we're having so many feelings and connection and you're having that reaction because of your brain chemicals and you're getting dopamine. You like this person. You're excited. Whereas they're doing it as a way... To get you to have that like chemical dependence. on If I do all that
1: stuff, she'll like me. And And then then I'll have her
0: hooked. Yeah. And then I can like lay off. And then I can start to like devalue her and make her like need me. Which that happened to me in high school. Yeah, We'll talk about that next time. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, But the difference between love bombing and hyper focusing at the beginning of a relationship is once again that intention. You know, when you have ADHD and you're really excited about a new partner and you're maybe it looks like love bombing. Right. You have to really look at the intention. Are they doing it as a way to like manipulate you and hook you and make you Which really is like hard them? to
1: tell, especially in a new yeah.
0: relationship. You don't know. Yeah. But that
1: it could also present as like, you know, texting you all the time yep. and like always maybe like mental hyper focus where you're mm. always thinking, like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? They haven't, they, I texted them five minutes ago. They haven't seen me. They haven't seen it. They haven't read it. Yeah. It can definitely become like obsessive, right, I would say. Right. But also you have the um, object impermanence which which is another this is not only for romantic relationships but for like friendships
0: yeah where when we're not around a person all the time it's we've talked about this where it's not like you forget about them but but kind of but kind well you remember them in theory it's yes. like because we can't feel time if I'm not with someone for a few weeks, I won't necessarily feel like, oh, it's been forever since I've seen them because I'm just like, oh, that was just the other day. And so I think that combined with the hyper-focusing can almost look like love bombing where you're really hyper-focused on them and then maybe either that object impermanence kicks in where you kind of like aren't missing them as much because you haven't seen them because you're not with them every day. So you kind of just like... I guess with you and I...
1: Yeah. We didn't see each other for a very long time because we were at opposite ends of the country. Yeah. I didn't, like, wail around and miss you.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't miss you at all. <laughs> I didn't miss you at all either.
1: Because <laughs> That's weird to say. No. But-
0: well, here's what it is. It feels like when we don't see each other, time is just frozen. Yeah. You know? It and doesn't feel like – The second we're back together, we just pick yeah. up where we left As off. As if we've both been kind of – right frozen friendship wise since we've seen each other but it's not like you're pissed i haven't texted you or i'm pissed that you right. haven't called me or whatever it's just like all right now this is just like frozen in time until we see each other yeah. and now we just pick right see back you up. when i see you yeah. yeah and so yeah i'm the same way where i don't miss people a lot because of that exact thing because i don't feel like i've even been missing them because i forget that time has gone by right right and
1: and i think for you in my other neurodivergent to neurodivergent relationships, that's okay. Yes. I think for my neurodivergent to neurotypical relationship, not as much. Yes. And you as a person, sometimes it's hard to make that like good faith effort to see someone. Yeah. And to connect with them
0: repeatedly. Yeah. I have to do the thing where I see something that makes me think of you and then I'll send it to you as my way of like, connecting with most friends is I feel like that's yeah. what I do. It's called uh pebbling, I believe it is. Oh, I pebble what? gab. Yeah. Gab. Yeah. Our designated neurotypical. Yes.
1: Yeah. Hey uh, Gab. It's not that I forgot about you, but I need just... something
0: to trigger that memory of like, oh yeah, Gab, this makes me think of Gab. Right. Not that I've forgotten about her. I don't know. It's so
1: hard yeah. to explain. It's really hard to explain. It's not that I've forgotten about you and it's not that I don't care that you're not here. It's just that that you, in my mind you're frozen. It's, it's frozen. You're frozen since I last saw you. Yeah, and then we can catch up. See you soon. Again. Yeah. So enough bashing on people with ADHD. Yeah, it's not all bad. Yeah, we sometimes have good things. There's lots of good things about people with ADHD. There's lots of good things about us, and sometimes it's really nice to date a uh, neurodivergent. I almost said neurotypical. Um, it's no. yeah, it's, it's 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 nice to date us. Yeah, I agree. It is very Grace, nice. To I date would us. date you.
0: I would date you. Would you? Maybe. I I don't know if we'd last. Yeah, I think your strictness with money uh, would a be a breaking point. You do have a lot of rules. I have a lot of rules. You're very rigid about how you want things done, and mm-hmm. I am not. And I'm not capable of following that rigidity. So yeah. You know what, Kristen? This isn't going to work. I'm sorry. I know. I'm. Let's just be friends. Yeah, let's just stay <laughs> friends. That's a good idea. could call.
1: So there's there are a lot of things that are great to so if, if you're on the market and you're like I don't know if ADHD is right for me
0: <laughs> let us sell you on it yeah
1: alright number one you're always it's exciting yep you're always going to be on your toes keeps you on your toes yep there's always something going on you never New know hobbies. what to expect oh, oh my god no. oh god. My uh, god cue the music <laughs>
0: no Hi, baby. you menace oh no oh.
1: uh we're back yep sorry that we had a minor inconvenience a brief interruption yep my daughter lucy
0: <laughs> my dog daughter
1: always exciting yeah is always, what we were talking always about exciting. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say my relationships with people with adhd have always been like adventurous like you're always you're always up to something Yep. whether it's like let's do a new video game let's go on a hike it's There's always a thing that you are doing. Let's go on a
0: road trip without planning anything out or booking any campsites. It's all whirlwind. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would vomit. That's me Uh, and Ian. Yeah. Usually, we pull it off. We usually get pretty lucky, except for when we don't, and that sucks. But for the most part, we've always pulled it off. There you go. So, two pure ADHDers trying to schedule a vacation. There
1: you go. Yeah. This is why – so, this is why I don't vacation with people with ADHD. Excuse me. Um we've never been on a vacation together and we've talked about this yeah we should not travel together
0: well i would vacation with you if someone else were to plan if someone it. could plan it yeah, yeah for sure
1: yeah but the two people i travel with the most are my designated neurotypical friend gab yeah and my friend melanie yes who does all the planning yes who shows up and has fun it's me
0: yeah i don't have any i don't have fun you gotta get one you gotta get your 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 designated neurotypical i know i don't have a designated neurotypical you took gab
1: yeah sorry so i'm not taking i'm not giving her back fine she's high. i'll find my own yes
0: ryan get your own Haley's husband ryan ryan you want to go on a vacation (laughs) get your own neurotypical i'll find one all right this is a call out uh if you are a neurotypical you can vacation with marty great. I'll be fun. You wouldn't go anywhere. No, Marty would kick me out of the car within an hour. No, he wouldn't. I hope you like riding in silence. I don't. I hate (laughs) it. And that's why he would kick me out of the car. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm chatting. Oh, man. I'm pointing out animals that I'm seeing. When we drove across, so we
1: drove across the country twice. Both times we did it, we, by like day four, we were just, he was just done with the podcast and we just did the whole day in silence. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's it wasn't great. Anyway, all right. You're gonna if you did an ADHD or you're, you're gonna passively learn no matter what you do because you're gonna get info dumped on things that you didn't care about before
0: but now you do. Yeah. Or when they go through their yeah little random hyper focus yeah. on this topic out of nowhere, you now you got new knowledge on this topic. Yeah. And isn't that You nice? didn't know
1: about uh cloven versus uncloven hooves before, but now you do.
0: Or Platypus is having a poison spike there, on their heel. Yep. I taught Ian that actually. He did really? listen to that episode the other day and he's like, I didn't know that about the uh, poison spike. Yeah. You're gonna learn about rat kings. Yep. Oh yep. yes. There you go, John. You'll learn about You'll a learn lot of the- gross stuff if you're dating me. Oh yeah. Mm.
1: There you go. Yeah, you're gonna learn lots of things and, and you're not even gonna have to research it. It's just gonna be thrown at you. Yeah, whether you want it or not. Yep. <laughs> You'll probably ha- gain a lot more hobbies. Yeah. I taught my ex-boyfriend how to bonsai. And then he just, you know what? I he recently came up on my Instagram. He's still keeping that one alive.
0: Wow. I'm impressed because all of mine have died. Well, but. he's neurotypical, right? I know. So you got him started on his hobby and he's like, great. Now this is my chosen hobby. This is my
1: new hobby. This is my
0: life hobby. This is it. Just like with golf, you it's know? It's probably going to be better bonsai than I ever could be. Probably. Like a piece he'll, of shit. i no. will just do that hobby forever. Yep consistently because you can oh good for you (laughs) (laughs) um
1: (laughs) you must have wrote this yes i i read it wrong i was gonna say we
0: love hard and we love strong (laughs) oh we love hard Um, but really we do love very hard We, we get very excited about things we're very passionate kind of intense emotions all around i would say sometimes that can make a relationship difficult but i also think that makes a relationship really exciting and fun because yeah. it's fun when someone gets really excited about stuff at least i think it is it is and they'll love the shit out of you yeah you know even yeah. if they don't always know how to show it they will love they you. will show it in their own special way yes yeah, like pebbling pebbling oh by the way pebbling is when you like a penguin you bring someone tiny little trinkets or memes or what tiktoks that make you think of them yeah It's a form of friendship that many neurodivergent people engage
1: in. Yeah. Rather than like having a phone conversation, they'll just pebble each other.
0: Or like, yeah. That sounds super sexual. (laughs) Oh, we're pebbling each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or like, uh, it's this, you know, it's this specific holiday. Now you have to give a gift. I don't like that. I don't like feeling yeah. like I have to buy someone a gift just because it's this specific event. I want to buy you a gift because I saw something. I'm like, ah, oh, so-and-so would love this. And then I choose to get it for them. And then I've given them this weird thing that made me think of them yeah. instead of like, well, I guess it's time to pick out a generic gift. I just don't like that. Christopher has no patience. So the second
1: he has a gift, he he'll he'll tell you that he has a gift for you that's how lily is too and you'll have to
0: open it yeah she hates a surprise and doesn't I, want i'm like to wait. let's
1: wait till the actual day he goes i can't i'm <laughs> so excited for you to have this and i go yeah Wouldn't the suspense it's like i like the suspense yeah i i also like i'm gonna go in with my rules again it's a rule like i i i totally get your thing i don't like like birthdays. i have a hard time with birthdays but if it's like a generic we all do one day of this. Yes. So that's just a particular holiday in December. Everybody gets the thing. So it's like one big thing that's easier to remember than like, oh, there's like throughout the year, there's like mm. seven different dates you have to remember. It reminds me of my nephew's birthday is coming up. I got to get him something. Ugh, see, I hate that. I don't right. want to just get something to get something. Well, it's because I don't see him often. I got to get him something. But yeah, I think, it, yeah, gift giving is, you're going to have weird gifts. Yeah. Yeah. If you have ADHD, write in to weirdsoffeather at gmail.com about why it's so great to date someone with ADHD. Oh, I got
0: one more positive. Oh. You put this as one that's difficult for dating us, but I also think it's a positive is that nonlinear thinking is we tend to be very funny and weird and not just because of our trauma. I feel like we're – We are funny. Overall, pretty funny – People as a whole, I think ADHDers are funny. I think we have weird, unique humor. We say things that's like that is not what I expected you to say at all. Entertaining, yes. I would say,
1: whether we're funny or not, it's
0: entertaining. It's a yeah. ride, it's a hell of a ride. So you're either gonna laugh with us or you're gonna laugh at us. Yep, there you go. But either way, you'll be laughing. Yep. And that's <laughs> that's how I'm selling years There you go. Yeah. yeah, let us know what you think yeah. is great about dating ADHDers because I know that there are many more other than what we even just listed. Right. Right. Because we're great. Kind of to not to wrap up before we get into our some some silly personal fly through this we're at like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh my
1: god, I just just a couple quick tips and we kind of already touched on these on like how to help yourselves in a relationship if you feel like you know nothing's going right like maybe it's not right but the big thing is you got to manage I would say from what I've read all my little articles there are two different things that you need to do to like help yourself in a relationship and one is to manage your own traits which is easier said than done yep. but if you're really struggling with some something then you know you got to figure out if you're struggling with a bedtime figure out how to do the bedtime if you're struggling with you know chores and that seems to be a big stressor for your partner figure that out you got to work on yourself you got to understand the struggles and you got to understand how you know what your solution is might not be the typical solution, but if it works for you, it works for you. And that kind of leads into the other thing, which is communication is huge. And that's within a relationship no matter what. But I think especially in an, a, a neurodivergent relationship, you need to have a struggle with your partner about your ADHD, your biggest struggles with this, and why ADHD may be leading to any sort of disagreements. Mm. If it's a neurotypical adhd relationship get out I, of it no,
0: no just kidding. It's i great think for many i people. think you need
1: to explain to them more they might not even like understand everything about adhd you know they might just come into this like totally blind and, and be like oh she's so quirky mm-hmm. and then be like oh this is a problem and you got to explain it to them mm-hmm. so they and then and then they should also they should if they really like you they should like do their own research too I but agree. yeah i think you need communication if it's a neurotypical ADHD relationship. You need communication if it's a neurodivergent neurodivergent relationship. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Yes, you're saying that to yourself. This is from someone who hates communication and is really bad at it. That I have to send disco man emojis to the nurses so they don't think that I'm mad at them. <laughs> there you go, working on your curtness. I'm doing my darndest. Yeah. I send lots of exclamation instead of saying thank you. I say, thank you,
0: exclamation mark. Yep. It's a change. Yep. For the better. Yeah. It is a change for the better.
1: So that's all I got for life advice. Um, Should you be taking life advice from me, a serial non-dater? No. Well, you've been in a relationship for over a year Over a year. the
0: longest. Is that the longest? Oh, yeah. You've ever been in? Yep. Wow. No, no, no. Well. Yes, yes, yes. Longest, like, consistent, serious relationship. Yes. I would say, at least. Yes. Adult relationship. Yes. 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 Well, hey. Pat on the back to me. That's big. If you've never done it before, now you have. No. um,
1: I really, I think for a while there, I was really trying hard not to, but
0: here I am. Yep. Weaseling its way into your heart. Into my dead cold heart. (laughs) I'm not going to say I have a perfect relationship, but I do think that Ian and I, you know, after almost eight years of being together, have developed quite a good working relationship with each other. Yeah. And really, yeah, I feel like a lot of these things just kind of like happen over time, you know, as especially with another ADHDer, you're going to run into all these problems and all these things that you didn't even realize were a problem, whether it's, yeah, how you communicate things or how you you want things done. And maybe you think you're not rigid about things done, how things are done, but then they do something differently than you would do it. And then you're mad. That's my big struggle. I guess I, I feel like how come everybody else hasn't been doing this all the time? Yeah.
1: I just feel like this is the way that it's done, but apparently it's not.
0: Yeah. I have some unlearning to do on myself. All right. Very mature. Yeah, I would say my biggest uh, piece of advice for dating an ADHD -er is really just on top of working on your traits is acknowledging your traits. Ian always, sorry, Ian, not to throw you under the bus. He always thinks he does things a lot more frequently than he actually does them. And lately he has been doing a much better job of looking at his actual behavior and being like oh yeah I guess I don't really do that all the time like I think I do and for the longest time that was so frustrating for me because it was like you know let's work let's find a way to do this let me find a way to help you but if you're not acknowledging that you're not doing this thing frequently then we can then the conversation kind of ends there you know so I feel like being aware of our own traits and things that we struggle with is really important because then you can kind of work as a team and ask for help and find ways to kind of support each other. But if yeah. you're just like, No, I don't I don't have trouble with that. I don't do it. I don't yeah. do that. That's gonna be really frustrating for a partner. For
1: sure, for sure.
0: It's kind of a dick move too, if you're
1: if you're like, No, everything's fine, everything's yeah. good. I, I don't like- know why why they have a problem
0: with my behavior. Exactly. It's all their behavior. Right. I feel like with when- Not saying that Ian's a dick, it's just <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> No, I mean, we both we both do it, you know, where we...
1: I, I am the queen of being like, what I'm doing is fine when it's like completely neurotic
0: behavior. <laughs> yeah. It's like no one should be doing it to that degree. <laughs> just take a step back.
1: And I kind of wanted to end the show with just chatting about some uh, personal struggles with dating because isn't that fun to talk about? Yeah, I think I have been in a lot more... I guess when I first started dating, I had one big relationship that ended on very poor terms Mm. and kind of dictated how I dated until I met Christopher, which is basically after that relationship ended, I kind of went on a series of situationships or just flings, Mm. living my life to the fullest. (laughs) And then, yeah, most of those people I would say were neurotypical. Yes. Yeah.
0: For you? Well, other than Obviously, that was so much of a situation ship. Yes. Cool. Yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It does seem like you date a lot of neurotypicals between dating like finance bros in Boston. Oh, man, that like, was my dream for the longest time to date.
1: I don't know. I think I wanted the status. Yeah, I wanted to be invited to a fancy finance party and wear a fancy dress. Ugh,
0: sounds like my nightmare. Well, now
1: it's like a nightmare. But at the time, because mm. you know, at the time, I was like, this is what everybody should want, right? Yeah, I
0: think you were trying to date a lot of normies who wouldn't be able to like appreciate who you are at your. I co-art. think I was trying to be a normie. Yes, yes. And now I've like stepped into my.
1: oh, if I could talk to myself in my twenties, um, <laughs> you've embraced your weirdness. Yeah, I think uh, for a very long time I tried to like fit into a category that was not
0: me. Yes, I agree. Um, and so, and you had the worst time dating. Because yeah, I had the worst time. <laughs> you were dating oh man, I have so many fucking stories. Not that you can't find a happy relationship with a neurotypical if you're ADHD. No, but it's also just it's like people diff- in
1: Boston are yeah.
0: assholes. Yeah, neurotypicals can also be assholes, just like ADHDers can also be assholes. And, like, and, and people in Boston are assholes. Yeah, and yeah. you are at much more of a no, risk. No, I met lo- of, mo- lots
1: of nice people in Boston, Yes, but, but you, most of those people weren't actually from Boston. <laughs> you
0: are at much more of a risk of not being understood and seen, I feel like, if you're an ADHD or autistic person, dating a neurotypical because right. their brain just works so differently than right. you that if they're not a kind understanding caring person right then they could very easily just like not really see you right right and that's what i felt like i dated quite a few neurotypicals myself because i had a similar sitch where i dated a sociopath uh fun, in high, fun. high school going into college and then after i finally was able to get away from him i dated a series of neurotypicals who you know this might sound mean but they're kind of safe choices yeah, because I did date a safe choice for a
1: very long time. Yeah,
0: because I didn't feel that whirlwind, like, hyper-focus, huge rush of emotions. This is giving me so much dopamine. And it felt more like, all right, this person really likes me. And I like them, kind of. And this is someone to hang out with. And I don't have to, like, worry about getting absolutely crushed. And this sounds really terrible, but it was almost like I could be in more control because yeah. I didn't have that, like, oh, I love this dopamine. Right, Give me right, more right. feeling, you know? I think
1: yeah so when i yeah because okay. i did do very ser a very long series of dating safe choices yes. and i felt like well i don't not like him yeah like he's, well, he's nice. fine he's yeah. fine we get along i don't out. not like him we're buds right <laughs> but if he but honestly it was kind of like if they if i got ghosted or if you know or if they like broke it off or if they cheated slash saw them on instagram with someone else that looked like it was like a serious thing it wouldn't like rock your world i wouldn't i mean the cheating thing that kind of i was upsetting but like you know it it was kind of like yeah we're
0: together but if we broke up tomorrow i wouldn't be upset about it should you be in it like yeah that's that bad uh I'm not going to say it's bad because I did the same thing and it is what it is. And it's a response to us being like irreparably damaged by these terrible men. Yeah. Uh, It's not great to do to someone else, you know, I feel like. Right. But also, yeah, it's not like a conscious thing of I'm going to make this safe choice and then I don't have to worry about being super heartbroken. It was more like a safe choice came along and it was like, this feels nice. This feels like I could do this. Ah, I could make this work. Sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, a big thing that I ran into was just after a couple of months, I would just get really bored. Yeah. Because it's, you know, consistency, honestly, for me, is really boring. If, yeah. you know, I dated someone who, <laughs> it's funny to talk about this, like, this is a bad thing when really like, this is a good, a good trait for him to have as an adult. Every week he would go to the grocery store, and he would spend $50. And he would just like get what he needed for the week. And it wasn't an issue. It wasn't like, oh, I really want this treat. But no, I shouldn't. It was just like, he goes in the grocery store. He only picks out exactly what he needs. And it's not like an autism thing where you're eating the same thing every single week. It was like he would have different meals. Coupons? The day I get my grocery bill under $100. I think he did have coupons. Exactly. First of all, it's like, how the fuck did you only spend $50? And then he would have like meals out of it. He would get like a chicken and get like a whatever. And it would be different every week. And somehow he would spend $50. And I'd be like, I couldn't walk into the grocery store wanting absolutely nothing, like having nothing planned to buy and spend less than $50. For sure. I would spend $50 on just things I see that I want. Every single week. He would never, ever get carried away and be like, oh, I really want this treat. Nope. Stuck to the list, $50. And that to me was like, this is so boring. What's wrong with you? Who the fuck was that? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just like – and that's so funny to make fun of that as a trait because, like, he's right. That's good good for him. That is a good, good financial money, decision. Good money management. But for me, I was like, what is happening? Because it makes me feel like a child. Honest to goodness, did he clip coupons? I think he did. I think he had coupons. He had coupons. I need to learn how to clip a coupon. no. I barely make it to the grocery store as it you know, is. You I'm know not- what
1: I've been using is because so we switched grocery stores, which is kind of a big deal. We switched from Hannaford to shops. Do we have time to tell us a coupon story right now? No. Okay. Okay. let <laughs> will save it for later. I know how to clip coupons online now.
0: Oh, there I'm you go. Myself. Yeah, if I could do it online. But it was the... And it wasn't just the grocery store thing. It was like that with everything where he was just... And not in like a strict... There's I'm, no spontaneity. Yes, yes, Go live A little bit. There's no impulsivity. There's no spontaneity. It was always like, well, let's just be practical and reasonable. Like, it was funny when I started dating Ian, because when I was dating this other guy who was neurotypical... If I would be at a store, we'd be at a store and I see something and I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't buy that, but I really want it. He'd be like, Well, let's think about our budget and do you really need it? Let's do some simple calculations yes. here. Yes. Whereas when I started dating Ian, I'd be at the store and I'd be like, Ah, oh, I really shouldn't buy this, but I really want it. He'd be like, Do it. Get three of them. Get ten <laughs> of them. Let's do it. Let's Aww. buy a bunch of them. So Look we'll at one for every member of the family. Yes. So, that for me at first, I was like, whoa, what is this? This is fun. But then after a while, I'm like, all right, this is pretty enabling. Though. This is, yeah. <laughs> we both can be a problem. like this. Yes, because we both are like that. Right. So, I feel like a balance is key. But yeah, dating uh, certain neurotypical people, it just didn't bode well with how I go through my life. So, it got mm-hmm. boring pretty quickly, I would say, because yeah, there wasn't that spontaneity that I really kind of need to keep things fresh keeping it fresh
1: yeah and then going on like excitement and spontaneity and stuff like that i feel like sometimes when i have been in relationships with neurotypicals and grace you've experienced this too you are very much like the source of entertainment oh, yes. and
0: fun yes i am the main act
1: the yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes that's exhausting you yes. can't be on all the time exactly and sometimes it's kind you of need a quiet
0: moment Oh, yeah, either you need a quiet moment or you want someone to play off of you. Right. Like I don't want to just be performing yeah. my silliness it's for like someone else. When I, people go up to I'm sorry, I
1: interrupted. That's okay. Keep oh, on. When people go up to comedians and they're like, Oh, you're a comedian, tell a joke. Yeah, make
0: me laugh, clown. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you're just like, That's not how that works. Yeah, I need to be in the moment. I need to like get this, yeah. you know, give and take with the crowd. I need to like there's so many different elements to being funny, not just like be right. funny now. And I do feel like yeah. We, and people
1: who say that probably don't understand humor. Yes. So. They probably
0: wouldn't find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing is we, I feel like as a whole, we kind of have very different humor than neurotypicals. And so I was, ah, it depends. I think we just
1: think differently than they do. Yes. And I, I think we're able to come up with different things that are funny that yes. they probably haven't like thought of before.
0: Yes, maybe because they're not also having that nonlinear thinking right? where we say something and they're like, "Ah, that's so funny, as opposed to like playing off of it and adding your own weird thing and kind of taking it to the next level, which is what I feel like happens Um, with neurodivergent brains. I'm also not saying that neurotypicals are not funny. There's plenty of people who are funny. Yes, yes. I don't want to say that. This is... Sorry to any neurotypicals (laughs) listening. We're not trying to bash on you. It's more You can be funny. (laughs) I guess you can be funny. (laughs) Not as funny as us. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just... Maybe to other neurotypicals. If that's what I'm thinking. It's probably like a neurotypical, neurotypical thing. It makes sense. Whereas our humor is fucking bizarre. Yeah. And I can totally see people being like, like not even understanding that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Uh, Yeah. I actually, sometimes I say things and people ask me, oh, that was a joke. I was like, obviously it's so bizarre. Why would it be if? Yeah, of course it's a of joke. Of course it's a joke. I'm actually kind of concerned that you thought I was for serious for a moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that can happen to us where our, senses of humor don't line up in our style of how we like to joke about things or have conversations or build on things it doesn't really like flow in the way that we like it to you know but yeah and you and I were talking about this earlier where we can either be like the main act of our relationship where we're kind of the funny the funny man and then they're kind of just like like the crowd right or they kind of like not Idealize us, but they kind of yeah make us into that like sideshow entertainment person who's there to entertain. But they don't actually like like us as a person. Like they think it's funny until our traits are probably the kinds of they yeah. don't like. Yeah, and then they're annoyed by us. And it's like they don't actually like see us fully. You know, they right. only want us to be on when we're entertaining or when we're fun. If you or can't handle me at my best, you don't deserve me at my worst. Yes,
1: is that the saying? No.
0: If you can handle, handle me at my me worst. At- <laughs> There's one of those expressions, yeah.
1: and I just want to—I just want to say again that this has been Grace and I's experience from dating, from serial da- me as a serial situation shipper and Grace as having
0: many. I had a lot of relationships. I you had a like. lot of
1: relationships. I had a lot of
0: situationships, yes. but I blow th- i was blown through them. Yeah, you know? I know you were of like. I, I got remember bored. onto the next thing. I, I remember bored. when you went
1: to Australia mm. and you got a boyfriend there. Ugh and taylor Pye goes oh would she meet him on the plane (laughs) (laughs) no he lived across from me in the dorms just yeah you had a lot of relation like relationships you always had a boyfriend and i always had like i don't know what this
0: is yeah yeah yeah. but i also got bored with that one in australia real fast because sorry he was a rebound after my sociopath relationship anyway talk about that next time next time
1: i have a word of advice from my own personal experience yes never date a finance bro oh it's never gonna go well they're gonna yeah. make you feel like shit and
0: they're not gonna respect you to gonna- say shit like time is money a yeah. lot hustle hustle culture hustle.
1: they're gonna try and get you to do intermittent fasting rise and grind and pound that sand yeah. uh- <laughs> um and i want to say to all the finance bros that are probably not listening to this no. podcast the burden of proof is on you prove to me that you're not a piece of shit yes
0: because from we, my experience you are you are and when we say finance bro that doesn't mean anyone in finance it means a specific type of you person who is know who you who are is in finance and also a bro yeah you gotta fit both categories problematic
1: yes let yes. me know yep. reach out to me at weirdsoffeather <laughs>
0: gmail.com are you a finance bro and not a piece of shit yep tell me about yourself and I do want to tack this on at the end, real quick. As much as we're shitting on dating, <laughs> dating neurotypicals, yeah. uh, Haley's husband Ryan, as we said, is neurotypical, and they have a very healthy, loving. He's in relationship. finance. Not yes, a bro. He's not a bro. Not a bro. We love Ryan. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have, we're gonna get him on the show at some point because we want to kind of talk we about talk this about more. That money, baby. No, I want to talk about relationships with him oh. and what it's like for him to date. I thought Haley. we were gonna talk about men- money. I think we're gonna do two different episodes, but we wanted to talk about relationships with him, oh. and what it's like to date an ADHDer Shoot, from we the other just, end of things. We should have booked him. We'll book him. We'll, we'll book, book him. him. This is just kind of like laying the groundwork, and then okay. we'll get Ryan in here, and then he'll, you know, tell us what it's like on his end. So yeah, there are many ADHDers who do have the same, you know, the right personality or interests to develop a really meaningful, deep connection with someone who has a neurotypical brain, but from our experience. It's just more difficult to find someone who, yeah, like sees you, I guess. Yeah. Really. And who you don't. our experience, but other people have had different experiences. And Haley can attest to that since she's dating a neurotypical. Yeah. And very happy. And yeah, I feel like you can more easily end up in that parent-child role when you do date someone who is able to spend $50 at the grocery store every single week. It kind of makes you feel like a child. So, yeah. That just like blows my mind. First of all, that was before inflation. Yes. Yes but but he would do that with everything and not in like a i have money trauma and i must hoard as if this is the great depression way right. more in like i'm just gonna casually stick to my budget <laughs> boring oh my god it's just like
1: casually sticking to a budget that is just like not <laughs> that's never gonna be me that's never and gonna if be you me. want me to
0: do that it's not gonna happen so we should just break up now yeah and we did all right all
1: right this has been something. something Weirds of Feather, uh, an ADHD Jason podcast. Yep. I hope you liked our show today, all about relationships. Um, if you're in a relationship, good luck. If you're not, stay single. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. If you're looking for love, I hope you find it. Yes, same. And if you're not...
0: I hope you don't I hope you it. don't find it. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want it. You don't want it. So don't find it. Yeah, get a pet. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we will do another episode at some point where we will go more into... That abusive dynamic of, you know, being... Gaslighting. Yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. Because we both have experience yeah. with that. Which and is, it's such a fun story to tell. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we also do want to get Ryan on eventually to talk about his side as a neurotypical on relationships. And, you know, he's in a wonderful
0: marriage with our friend Haley. Yes, and Um, we want to have Haley on again maybe get both of them in the studio to hear about, you know, because I've We're going to need more microphones. Yeah, we need more mics to hear, you know, just their dynamic together as a whole. I think it's really interesting because Ryan is very... He thinks all of Haley's traits are just, you know, very quirky. He thinks that they're like he also charming just and thinks sweet. The world of Haley, I know he Which is adores just her. Like The uh, cutest. So thing. if you are going to date a neurotypical, date a neurotypical who can appreciate and love you. But don't date traits.
1: assholes. Yeah,
0: whether they're neurodivergent or neurotypical, yeah. don't date an asshole. There you go. All right, problem solved. All right, you let's wind it down. You can email us at Weirds of a at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the socials at Weirds of a Feather. Watch and- out for polls. They come on Mondays ish. Yep. And that's it. All right. And now let's get to our bod. Yeah. We're going to fade out as we do our bod. Bod
1: for you. This was a reference from our last bod. Uh, We said we were going to do this. So this is the Owlet Nightjar. Nightjar. The real name is Nightjar for people who want to look this up later. So it is a cousin of the tawny
0: frogmouth. Mm. Um, oh, did you see that? Russ posted a picture in the Facebook group of yeah! a tawny frogmouth at his home. Unfucking believable It's so weird to just see that at yeah, someone's house. Yeah, it's like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which- not just something we imagine. <laughs> well, I knew it was a real thing. It's just, it's funny to see that bird at someone's house because we would never see that here. Okay, so the Australian Owlet Nightjar mainly rests in
1: holes in trees. Or crevices. Yeah. (laughs) And um, especially the eucalyptus tree. And they think it's because that it has like a beneficial insecticide. Oh. So fun fact. That is fun. Yeah. Let's listen to this bird call. Let's hear it. It's almost like a seagull. I
0: know. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that gurgle ah, ah, ah. yeah that was good